Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt, Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. <laughs> I don't know where you're from there. Uh, you know, yeah. yesterday as we were talking in Galatians chapter 3, the last couple of days we have actually spent time on that, where Paul says, who has bewitched you? Why, why starting out with the Spirit, do you want to go back to the law? And... You know, overnight I was thinking that, that it's possible maybe for somebody to have listened to us the last couple of days and thought we said, well, you can just do whatever you want. You can just sin however you want because we're not living under the law and that it is possible. Just just do whatever you want. It is very important to understand we are not talking about you can do whatever you want. You can sin whenever you want. You can sin however you want. But that, in fact, if you do sin... You have an intercessor, 1 John 1, 9 tells us that God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, but the answer to can't, how, how does a Christian live then? If, if we're saved by grace, does that mean we can do whatever we want? And Paul answers that question as he continues this letter with them into chapter 5, beginning at verse 16, he says, so I say, live by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. He then goes on from there to talk about the things that the sinful nature desires, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage. And he goes on with that list. And then he talks about the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so as Christians, we don't put up a big list of do's and don'ts on the church wall. We don't make a list of do's and don'ts that you put in your wallet and then you follow those do's and don'ts. As Christians, we don't follow the rules. We follow the Holy Spirit. He says to live according to the Holy Spirit. Do not he says, so I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. And so legalism is rules. Legalism is having a list of do's and don'ts and trying by our own efforts to follow those do's and don'ts. And we are told constantly in the scripture that one person, any person, cannot follow the law. We are saved by grace through faith. And Paul says... Then you live by the Spirit. So I say, he says, live by the Spirit. For Don't live by the rules. Live by the Spirit. Well, that's why the Scripture tells us to, to walk by faith and not by sight. And the just shall live by faith. We should live by what's written in, in God's Word. And I just want to elaborate on that last part of that Scripture in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. And I'm going to take it a little further. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love 
this is what the Christians should be producing because we're like a tree. You notice that the first thing he says, the first thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, because God is love. So we're his offspring. So love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I'm going to say that backwards. Control self. Against such there is no law. And now here's where the rubber meets the road. And those who are Christ, okay, I'm Christ, it said, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. He said, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. And and that's with a renewed mind. But as you were speaking, I was thinking about this scripture came to mind when you were saying, we're not promoting living in sin because we know how to rightly divide the word of truth. And scripture says, study to show yourself approved. So if you just go over to Romans chapter 6, he answers this question about sin. He says, 6 1 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Now, the next scripture tells us something. It says, Certainly not. (laughs) Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live in it any longer? Or do you not know that as many as us were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into the death. Now, I'm going to go over here. There's another scripture, 615. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? Certainly not. Do you know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or to or of obedience leading to righteousness? And I'm going to say, I'm of obedience leading to righteousness. So you still have a choice. You, I know a lot of Christians that's living sin. Well, the scripture tells us that's going to lead you to death. Well, the wages of sin is death. But the wages of righteousness is life. So we can make that choice. The scripture says in the Old Testament, I set before you this day death and life, blessings and cursings. And then he gave you the answer. He says, choose life that you and your children may live. So we can choose to walk in the spirit. Well, we could choose to walk in the flesh. But he says that old person, you died and you were buried with Christ Jesus. Stop allowing that old sinful nature to resurrect. And Paul had a revelation over in Galatians 2.20. He made this declaration, and we as Christians got to start decreeing and declaring some things. He said, I have been crucified with Christ Jesus. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of Man who loved me and gave himself for me. And there's another scripture, I can't recall where it said, it says, we're now to live for Christ Jesus. And we know what Jesus represented. It represented. He represented love. He represented the fruit of the Spirit. He's our role model. He's the sample son. So the scripture says, as, be imitators of Christ or a God as dear children. You know, that old sinful nature, he says, that old man is dead, but boy, he sure likes to rise back. Oh, boy, he likes to resurrect, man. The scripture says crucify him daily. Right. Daily. And and <laughs> see, and, you know, before you were a believer, you were a slave to sin, but now you're no longer a slave to sin. Now you can you be a can, slave to righteousness. You can just say no. <laughs> you know, I remember years ago, Nancy Reagan, you know, that drug policy, just say no. We can literally live according to the spirit. We can say no to sin. Where this works out is our sinful nature 
likes, you know, and people read this list and they, they read sexual immorality and they think, well, I don't do that. And debauchery, I'm not even sure what debauchery is. I, I certainly probably haven't ever done any of that. And I never did any witchcraft. And then hatred comes and discord and jealousy and fits of rage and dissension and factions, you know, cliques, those kind of things, envy. And the sinful nature, the way this works out in real life is somebody says something to you and your sinful nature says, well, I can't let that stand. I've got to say something back. Well, that's where you, now that's when you go ahead and, and crucify the flesh. Right. Because that's but, the flesh that but, old man wants to rise up. So, but this is how it works out in real life where you, you say, well, I can't let that stand. I've got to react. I've got to get back. Where the fruit of the Spirit is love, where the spirit of, fruit of the Spirit is joy and peace and patience and kindness. So we now have a choice. When that person cuts you off in traffic, your sinful nature says, well, I don't like that. I'm going to lay on the horn. I'm going to wave at them in a manner that maybe isn't Christian. I'm going to retaliate in some way. Mm-hmm. But what does the Spirit say? The Spirit says to live in love, to live in joy. So I don't have to react to that. I, I've, I'm sure you've probably counseled with people in, in marriage situations. I've talked to so many people. They, they, Somebody says something. The husband says something. The wife says something. Then somebody else says something back. And pretty soon they're into a full bore, knockdown, drag out, you know, 14-rounder. And when it's over, nobody can remember who said what or how it even got started. Mm-hmm. And this is where, see, our sinful nature has such pride. Our sinful nature says, I can't let you say that to me without saying something back. But the Spirit never leads us into that. Well, here's the thing, too. The Scripture says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And Jesus said something over in John 6. He says, it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit and they're alive. Oh, the words that I speak to you? So God says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind by the word of God. Because my word are spirit and they're alive. So you have to just remember to cast down every thought and every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. If that thought's going to come and you've been studying the scriptures... Now, here's what a rubber meets the road. You can be a hearer only, or you can be a, a doer of the word. And every day, that's a choice. You can choose to walk in the flesh, or you can choose to walk in the spirit. And I was reminded of something here over in Romans 8. Look what he says in Romans 8, verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So, and he says, for what the law could not do, that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh uh, on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of law might be filled, fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So we can walk according to the spirit. But look what he says in verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, they basically set their minds on the things of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, he goes to tell you something else in verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Well, I'd rather have some peace in my life, so I'm going to be spiritually minded. 
And look what he says. I'm going to drop down to verse 8. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Well, I want to please God, so I'm going to walk in the Spirit. Now, look what he tells you. God always speaks to us out of our future. And he says in verse 9, but you are not in the flesh. Right, because you're born again. He said you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And that's for unbelievers. But we receive Christ so this, so we can do this. It's just choice now. Do you want to walk in the flesh or do you want to walk in the Spirit? Well, I want to walk in the Spirit because I want to receive the benefits of walking in the Spirit, and that's life and peace. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Well, it's only going to come as I, I'm obedient. Remember, obedience is better than sacrifice. So, again, it's a choice. Life is choice-driven, especially for the Christians. We have God's word right here in his book. He got 66 books of his word. Well, don't just be a hearer. It's just like we was talking about yesterday, faith without works. Well, I got faith in you, God. Well, why you don't do what I say? You got faith in me. Right. You can have faith, but now, now you got to have the works that go, corresponding works that go with your faith. You know, and in James, that that same book that you're talking there, James, when, and I was reminded where you said, be a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. And he also says, a person who doesn't is like a person who looks in the mirror and then goes away and forgets who what they look like. And too many Christians are living as if they've forgotten who they are. They've forgotten that we are to follow the Holy Spirit, that we don't have to be a slave to our sinful nature. We don't have to be a slave to the old man that we actually can live according to the Spirit. But and, as you and were talking, I want to say this real quick before you go. The mirror for us is the Word of God. Right. We look into this mirror, and if it we don't look like this, we got to go ahead and make the corrections. Just like in the morning, when you get up, you look in the mirror. If a hair is out of place, you start doing this. You're doing it now. Look at Richard. He's doing it now. See, you're trying to fix yourself up. Well, do that concerning the Word of God. Well, you know, and, oh. and as you're talking about and having life, when we choose the Spirit, we get love. When we choose the Spirit, we get joy. When we choose the Spirit, we get peace. When we choose the Spirit, we get patience. When we choose the Spirit, we get kindness. When we choose the Spirit, we get goodness. Paul, as he writes these things, doesn't give us a list to say, oh, I want this and I want that. What he says is when you follow the Spirit, here's what you will get. When Jesus said, (laughs) I came to give life and it more abundantly, this is what he was talking about that you're going to have love, you're going to have joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, gentleness. When you follow the Spirit, this is what naturally will come out of you as fruit. When you follow the sinful nature, what will come out of you naturally as fruit is all those things, debauchery, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies. And you know what? And And that's not godly character. God, God doesn't not. even. That's our sinful nature. Right. Because God doesn't have those attributes. So he's saying, now that you're my offspring, because you're a new creation, old things are past. Behold, all things have become new. You're an ambassador for Christ. You're a minister of reconciliation. He said, this is who you are now. So allow this seed, this word of God, to be planted in you and allow the fruits of the Spirit to grow out of you, which is love, joy, kindness. That'll come out. Jesus said something very interesting. He said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And that's the thing. you got to continue in the truth because if you don't continue, and it's like going to the gym, 
to say I'm going to get in shape, and I just go two times for the whole year. Man, I'm in great shape. Well, no, you're not. you got to continue <laughs> going to the gym. See, <laughs> I love that analogy because any gym owner will tell you that they sell more memberships the first part of January than right. any other time well, of the year and that most people quit before mm -hmm. January is over. Now, let me read this out again. Romans 8, it goes in line with this, 814. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. See? Some of us don't want to be led by this. We want to be led by the flesh. <laughs> he said, well, the flesh is fun sometimes. Uh, well, we're a new creation, so we crucify the flesh. Remember, he's dead. A dead man can't hate on people. A dead man can't fornicate. A dead man can't commit adultery. A dead man can't steal. He can't lie. He can't blaspheme. So he says, you liken yourself, your flesh to be dead, but alive to God. So back to the scripture in eight of uh, Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God... These are the sons of God. And son doesn't mean gender. It just means God's offspring. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again. Oh, living in the flesh keeps me in bondage? Well, I don't want to be in bondage. I want to be free because whom the son set free is free indeed. Uh, you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. And he says, indeed, if we suffer with him, we will also be glorified with him. God desires us to be glorified. That's why he says, let your light so shine before men. He says, you're the salt of the earth, so let's just be who God says we are. And if he says, you can do all things through Christ Jesus, so you can crucify your flesh. He said, you're more than a conqueror. You can do all things. You can walk in the spirit. You really can. It's choice. And the, again, a lot of people look at me and say, Vince, I know what you're going through, but you're always happy and joyful. Well, you know what? Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And his, his word, it says in Psalms 19, the word, God's word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You got to have God's word in your spirit. And God uses your spirit to guide you. So go ahead, Richard. I see you over there. Look like you got something to say. <laughs> Well, you question, don't. Oh, question, you don't. No, the question becomes, do we really believe it or not? You know, as I was listening to Well, it all to you boils talk, down to believing. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, as I was listening to you speak there, the question becomes, do I really believe it or do I not? And way too many Christians don't really. They don't believe. really believe. <laughs> You're right. No, the, I'm, and, and this is not a knock. This is not to condemn anyone, but to help us open our eyes to what it is that God has called us to be and who he has called us to be and who he in fact says we are. And too many Christians have forgotten who he says we are. We are the sons of God. We're not slaves anymore. We're not slaves to sin. We're not, we, he, we are the sons of God and somehow we have forgotten that. And that when he says that he is sufficient for all our needs, do we really believe it? When he says that he will always be with us, he will never leave us, never forsake us, do we really believe it? Do, he says that all things are possible through him, do we really believe it? When he says that... He is our shepherd and we shall not be in want. Do we really believe it? And so much of our Christian life, 
I don't know if it's because we've let the world influence us. I don't know if it's because our own sinful nature influences us. I don't know what it is, but too often Christians live way below where God wants them to live because they just can't really believe that it could be different. Well, and, and Jesus made a bold statement. He always said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Again, according to what you believe. Do you believe that God is able to transform you and conform you into the image of his son? That's what he wants us to be, conformed and transformed into the image of Jesus. Again, Jesus is the sample son. He's the role model. If he can do it, he came down from heaven to earth to show us the way. Show us how we were originally supposed to operate. And all you have to do is go back, always like that saying, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And that's, like you said, we're driving in traffic, and what would Jesus do? Right. Will he blow up? Well, we're his representative. We're ambassadors for Christ. What would Jesus do in a situation like that? You're his ambassador. Would he go off and, and cause a big scene? We ha you have to always be thinking about that. What would Jesus do? And if you study the scriptures, or know the life of Jesus, what would Jesus do? When Jesus run across somebody who's sick or having a bad time, what would he have done? Well, you're his ambassador. Do the same thing. But here's the thing. You just said it. Believe. I got to believe when I lay hands on the sick that I'm not going to heal them. God's going to heal them. I'm just being obedient. He said you lay hands on them and you anoint them with some oil. Well, see, do And the prayer of faith will heal them. Do we really <laughs> believe that Jesus still heals? I th well, I, I, I'm, I believe it. Right, and I Therefore, said, so I apply it. But I wonder how many Christians really do well, believe that's it. that's why we're here, to ignite their faith on fire, because we want them to believe. Me and you, we're, we're bearing witness to the truth. Scripture says, well, two or more shall agree. Well, we agree, and that's the whole uh, design of this broadcast is to ignite people's faith on fire, to get them to believe. So if you're not a believer, you know, the Scripture says, awake to righteousness means awake to who you really are. You're sleeping giant, wake up. and can go do something. Go. Jesus says go. And remember, go, the acronym for go is get out. Go out and be more than a conqueror. Be victorious. Go and let your light so shine. Be see, who God says you are. And and here's what you see, though. With, if you don't really believe that God can change people, you're not going to pray for your neighbor. If you yeah. don't really believe that God can change people, you're not going to speak to your neighbor about God's grace. So often when we say, well, I don't know if I can do that, or I don't know if that can be done, we're saying more about what we think of God than what we think of ourselves. Well, if you're saying that, if a believer is saying that, I want to encourage them and challenge them. Take some time and meditate on Ephesians 3.20. And it says, now unto him, that's God, who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can think or imagine according to the power that worketh in us. And here's that power that worketh in us. Say that again. Read that again. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or imagine. Even according, imagine. I yeah, you can that. imagine. According to the power that worketh in us. But now I'm going to connect that with Romans 8, 10. Look, look what it says. And if Christ is in you, ooh, I know he's in me. The body is dead because of sin. Oh, because Christ don't live with sin. It says, but the spirit, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. There's a lot of revelation in that. So that means greater is he that's in me. So again, Richard, I got to believe this 
and it's according to my faith, and I actually believe the word of God. I just said, you know what? It may not make sense, but God's not a man that he should lie. That's the only thing is impossible for him to do is lie. So I believe the word of God. And the scripture says, let God be true and every man be a liar. So he says, if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of me, and I say yes and amen to that, he will, well, then it says he will also give life to me through his spirit that dwells in me. Well, I can go out and do what he told me to do now. Remember, guys don't call the equip. He equips the call through his Holy Spirit. <laughs> and when you're called, you have to respond. You, you, gotta have, you have phone. to say yes. I yes, mean, because yes. a lot of Christians, you know, once again, we're not trying to make people feel bad or anything. Trying to but, ignite your faith on but fire. When, when you hear God's call, listen and respond. Don't think, oh, man, I, I don't think I can do it. I don't think that that's possible because everything is possible with God. Anything that God calls you to do. Well, just say yes and amen. Do. Just say, if you don't have to go out with a long, drawn out speech or reply, just say yes and amen. I remember, I think it's in the Old Testament, and it says, Who will we send? And I think the prophet said, Lord, I'll go send me. That's it. Send me, Lord. Because it's him that's going to work in and through you. It's not about your ability. That's what the anointing is. The burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. It's the ability to use God's ability. And in fact, when you get to the end of yourself, when you realize I can't do it anymore and you hand it over to God, that's when God works. I had a picture of that with Moses at the end, at the edge of the Red Sea. He picks people, though. God <laughs> picks people that nobody would suspect. Gideon. Gideon's nobody. Vincent Gideon. Richard. Right. I mean, seriously. I know. God, Gideon was no great warrior, and yet that's who God picked. There's so many people in the Bible that God, David is a young man. A lot, most people think he's a teenager, 17, 16, 17, 18 years old. He's not a fighting man. He hasn't been a fighting man, and yet God says, you're the guy. You're going to go out there, and you're going to take care of this Goliath. And there's... Over and over and over well, again, in the Bible, Richard, God picks people. And he tells us in his word in Corinthians, God chooses the foolish things to confound the wise. Oh, and most people say, well, I'm not foolish. Well, well yeah, it will do something God's going to call. It don't seem like you're able to do it, but he'll choose you to do something impossible. And uh, we're about to wrap up this uh, segment of Faith on Fire, and we hope this broadcast has been a blessing to you. And again, it's our desire to ignite one's faith on fire because that's what we're called to do it to exhort one another daily. And before we go, we like to make available to anyone who sends a love offering into this ministry, Faith on Fire, we want to make available to you Drake Travis's best-selling book, Healing Power, Voice Activated. Again, discover today how your words, remember in the beginning was the word, how your word bless, heal, and restore. So for a love offering of any amount of Faith on Fire, just send that donation to P.O. Box 7508 Chico, California, 95. And remember, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.